Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 34. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. When he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and I smote him, and I slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. Hallelujah. Now let's read verse 28. It says, And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou hither? And with whom hast thou left those what? Those what? Few sheep. Circle the word, those words, few sheep. Those few sheep. What have you done with those few sheep? Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand one thing about King David, and that is he was faithful with little. Amen. If you want to be great in anything, you must be faithful with little that God will place in your hands. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Now, I believe that God is blessing every one of us. And he starts out in the way he has set his path to start out something. And that is with something small. God doesn't start anybody in a big way. No real business that will last starts out as a huge thing. Go and ask all the big multi-million CD and dollar businesses today. Nobody starts, you know, suddenly as big. The Bible says that he that hasteth to be rich has an evil eye. Your eye is evil when you are in a hurry to be rich. Anything that is going to be lasting takes time. When you pour concrete, you must wait for 21 days before you remove the wood. That is why we have wood in the church. Otherwise, we just remove it quickly and then we'll, the whole thing will break. But if you are in a hurry to achieve what you have to achieve, you won't succeed. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And so as Christians, we must learn, whether it is in business or whatever, not to be afraid of small things. Not to be afraid of small beginnings. Not to be afraid of the few sheep. If you read earlier on, and we don't have time to read all that, you see that his big brothers went to the battle. But the Bible says, but David returned to his father's sheep. So when others were going to the battle, David faithfully returned to what he had been allotted. Now there are people in church who are not faithful in little things that they are given to do. And you wonder, some of these people want to be ministers and pastors. And I can predict and assure you long beforehand that if you are not going to be faithful with little, God is not going to give you much. 
if you are not faithful with playing the organ, if you are not faithful with playing the drums, who is God going to give you anything else? Definitely not. Not the, the God of the Bible that we read. You know, some of us, eh, our only duty in church is to just come to church. Not that that is what we wish, but somehow that is all you have ended up doing. You just come and go. <laughs> that one cry, you are not faithful with it. You are some way. Amen. Because what is, what is in the church, what is less than just coming to church every Sunday? There's nothing smaller than that. Even first and best, you don't pay. Okay, you don't pay, but just come. Offering to you, don't give. Okay, don't give. But just come. That one, you, you won't do. I want to speak to you. Listen to me. There are, look, there are millionaires sitting amongst us. There is a way. You see, there is a road to circle. I mean, you can't convince me you are going to circle when you are going towards Winneba. There is a way that goes to circle. There is a way that leads to prosperity. There is a way that leads to promotion. There is a route that goes to increase, to, to millions, to, to whatever it is in the ministry, whichever area of life. There is a way that goes there. If you don't walk on that road, you won't get there. you get somewhere else. But not to that place that we are talking about. Hallelujah. Listening to cassettes. Some of us listen to tapes. Others don't have time to, you know, put in a tape to soak in the word. Rather, you are listening to all uh, 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 happy birthday to so-and-so on your 20th birthday. Wishing you the best from all of us at Bema Camp. Uh, wishing you the best from <laughs> And you are listening to that one, and you will not even buy a cassette and put it in your car, put it in your house, and play. Rather, you are listening to uh, uh, greetings from all of us working at Snits. Something little like that. And I want to announce that our t messages are on the church services on video. If you want to buy, you can buy 5,000 CDs for one. Isn't it very cheap? The cheapest video you can get anywhere. So buy now before the price goes up. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's be faithful. A man after God's own heart. God gives you, look me, I'm not afraid of small things. Arrest me, put me in the prison. Give me a few armed robbers. Leave me with them for some time. I will pray and I will pray for them and with them. And you'll be surprised at the men of God that will come out of the prison. I'm not afraid of being with a small group. Just put me somewhere. And I will believe God and start. You see, you must, be, know how, you must not be afraid of small things. You must not be afraid to be faithful. And when I say faithful, I mean constant. If you open a restaurant and sometimes you're there, you come. Sometimes you don't come. We come there to eat lunch. You didn't come today. You didn't come today. Your chop bar. Do you think it's going to rise? Sometimes you open your store. Sometimes you don't open it. Whilst others are opening till 11 p.m. nowadays. 11 p.m. you see a supermarket, a shop, they are open. You, you don't come sometimes. You are sleeping. That is why you don't prosper. And you will be as you are. Hallelujah. And I, I look, listen to me. I believe that there are people in this church, we are all, many of us are young. Many of people are coming up now. Take the road that leads to greatness. Look at David. There is a road that goes that direction. Take it. Be faithful with whatever is given to you. And God will lift you up. Hallelujah. Now, number two. That is David. He was faithful with few things. Number two, I want to say that David was faithful. 
Hallelujah. Sorry, I said David was faithful. David trusted in God. I want us to learn to trust in the Lord with all our hearts. David was going to fight with Goliath. You all know the story. I don't have to read it. But David said, the Lord which delivered me from the lion and the bear, he will deliver me from this Goliath man. Now again, you must learn to trust in God. And not in your own hand. Or in the hand of your uncle. Put your trust in God. Believe God. And God will say, you know, David was a man who left things to God. Look at the times that he had opportunity to kill Saul and become the king immediately. But he didn't do it. He said, I will leave it to God. If God, has, God is going to make me this, I'm going to leave it to God. I'm not going to meddle my hand with it so that somebody can say that I, I, I did it. I killed the king and that's how I became a king. If so, David had killed Saul, somebody would have killed David. You people, you don't know. If you take somebody's husband, somebody will take your husband. I mean, it's very simple. I, it's mathematics. I don't know if you cannot see. One plus one is two. Two minus one is equal to one. If you take somebody's husband, somebody will take your husband. In fact, one girl, she, she knew the principle. She said, me, I know when I'm married, people will do it to me, so I'm doing it. A girl in the university, she said, me, I know when I marry, people will do it to me, so I'm also doing my own now, so that when I marry and they are doing me, I know. I did somebody. If you spoil somebody's marriage, look, listen to me, there, there is a way to get a husband. There is a way to get a wife. You don't have to spoil somebody something. Bible says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Or thy neighbor's husband. Or thy neighbor's beloved. The man has got a beloved and you are visiting him every day. You are some way. Yes. And you are bringing food. For what? What is in the food that he should eat? Bible says that eat thou not the bread of him that has an evil eye. It's not every food you must eat. It's not every yogurt. <laughs> Amen. Hey. Young men, young ladies, learn to trust in God. Relax. Leave things to God. Leave things to God. Many years ago as a young man, I had to learn that. Just leave it to God. If God wants it for you, you will have it. As I say, let go and let God. Release it. Let God. Young ladies, what will be better than knowing that you arrived at your blessing through the right means? If you didn't arrive at it through the right means all your years long, you'll be thinking about what you did. You remember the woman whom you swept and you, how you did this and that, and, and now she's somewhere struggling with two children from two different men because of you. I remember when I was much younger, my mother had a friend who was my mother's age. <laughs> and there was a young shrimp in Achimota school. Hey, you have to be at Ashimoto School. Okay. There was a young shrimp. Everybody say shrimp. Why should you be happy when somebody's business collapses? Somebody's church doesn't have to collapse for your church to work. 
you know that when our church came into existence, there were other churches. It has not decreased their church. We've just had a church. And if somebody else comes to start a church, it's not going to decrease us. We will also go and they will also grow. There's no need for somebody to decrease for you to increase. And that is the spirit in the country. Pull him down. Even when it's time for us to privatize industries and, and, and things that must be privatized, we don't want it because somebody will benefit from it. When you sell it, of course, some people are going to buy it and they will make money from it. So we don't want to sell it. And, it, and that attitude is keeping us back in Ghana. Privatize the country, sell everything. If you don't sell it, it would never work. Look at state transport. Reverend Saki was telling us, he went to Kumasi, he was coming, but he left, he got to the transport yard at 9 o'clock. He arrived in Accra at 7.30. Even if he had gone to London, he would have reached London and been on his way to Tokyo, going. Then from Accra to Kumasi. There were hundreds of people at the transport yard. There's no bus. They sit there and they wait. The bus will come and it's like a joke. Hours and hours and hours and hours pass by. Because it's for government, nobody cares. You see the, all the big, big people in their cars parked there. But the thing itself, it won't work. But you give it to a private man, you wait and see if they sell state transport to somebody. But we don't want to sell it. We shall hold it. Give it to a private man, you will see. Every five minutes, there's a bus going to Kumasi. People going, 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 going. But in our country, we won't, don't progress. That is why there are no real millionaires in Ghana. And now the people who are millionaires in Ghana have taken their money away. Nobody will bring it. Because this is the country where we can announce on radio, everybody with more than two million in your bank account, your bank account has been frozen. And you must report at BNI to explain yourself. It's a country where we don't want somebody to go for You have to do something to the person to keep the person back. And until we know that we can travel all around the world and invite people to come to invest in Ghana, but people are afraid because if they invest, one day they will announce that all your things have been seized. Hey! <laughs> Somebody's life, all your everything has been seized. I remember when my father was arrested, they announced on the radio that his hotel and everything should be sold to pay an electricity bill. A household should be sold to pay electricity bill. We can pay 100 times the electricity bill, 1,000 times. But that we don't like it if somebody has something. We want to stop. And I'll tell you, listen, whether this government or the next government, it's a spirit in the land. We, we, we don't want to just believe that God can look at us and bless us and lift us up, independent of whether people do well or not. It doesn't mean anything. Have that good spirit in you. Be like David. Trust in the Lord. God can make me a king, whether King Saul is a king or not. For years he believed it, and one day God made him the king. And when he became the king, he stayed there until he was of old age, and he died with honor and respect. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three, David had a pastor. Turn your Bible to Second Samuel. Chapter 7. Verse 1. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house, the Lord had given him rest round about him, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, 
but the ark of the Lord dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Amen. Look at that, church of God. David desired to do something. He desired to do a business. He desired to build a church, I mean a house. He desired to do something, whatever. Maybe you want to build anything. Your business, your house, your church, whatever. David had a man of God or a pastor. And he went to the pastor and he told him, Pastor Nathan, I want to build this house. And the man of God said, that is a great idea. Just go ahead and build it. And he went home to pray. Now let me tell you something. This is a man after God. So notice something. You see, when you read Saul, you don't see any prophet or any pastor who had a, a name. Who they, uh, Saul used to see. When you look at Abraham, you don't have any prophet whom Abraham used to go and consult. Or even discuss. There's nobody like that. And I want to tell you something. God has designed that we are sheep with a shepherd. And there's a plan that God has for us to operate as such. And if you have the involvement of your pastor in your life, to the extent that God wants you to have it, you will be blessed and you will prosper. David had a man of God. And it was, this was the very thing that saved David. David's pastor saved David's life years, some years later when he did the wrong thing. He came, to David and, he came to David and said, David, you want to build a house, but then the Lord spoke to me and said that, don't build this house. You have shed too much blood. Let your son build it. And David said, yes, sir. I will obey what the Lord is saying. That's a man after God's own heart. But a man after his own heart, well, you said God said what? You see, this was a man who respected the anointing. What was better in Nathan than in David? David was a psalmist. David was also anointed. David was a, called a grown-up man. He had his own vision and his own ideas. But he was subject to a pastor. He was subject to the word of God. He was subject to the ministry. And there are many of us who are not really subject to the ministry. Listen to me. You want to get married. There are people, somebody proposes to you. It doesn't even cross your mind that, listen, why don't I, you maybe discuss it with my pastor. The person said, I love you. Woo! You are confused. The person said, I want to marry you. Hey! Then something is happening. You have a pastor. You have pastors. Come and see that I want to build a marriage house. And then we will say, go and do all that seems well with you. And this is not an amen, amen church or this apostolic where we will be sprinkling things on you. In fact, there is a church that they use, because the people are a lot, they use cocoa spray. Do you see that thing that they... Pray, you know, they just pray the people. Amen, amen, church. If you go there, they'll spray you with the cocoa spray. <laughs> what they used to spray the insecticide with. No. Bible says that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. The Bible says with good advice, make war. You're going to do whatever. It's not only when you're getting married, actually, that you go for counseling. Hallelujah. But you go for counseling on every issue of life. And you show yourself to be subject to the man of God. Some of us want to be so independent. But you see, when we say, 
Look, it is advice. Look, when I was getting married, when I was even going to choose my wife, Adelaide, I discussed with Pastor Eddie for a long time. Pastor Eddie has always been my pastor for many years. I discussed with him. I remember we sat, I was going for lectures the next day. We were discussing, we were discussing, what about this and what about that and what about this and that and that and that and that and that. And I believe I made the right choice. Hallelujah. <laughs> you are laughing. <laughs> you don't discuss with anybody. A man comes to you, a professor, I'd like to marry you. <laughs> then, then you say, what, what does he think? I mean, when he compares himself with me, that does he see? Does he see me as someone who can, can be with him? I mean, <laughs> Then you tell your friend, look at the letter he wrote. And you are laughing. He's not your type. Which is your type? The year, I'll preach on. The years go on. <laughs> the years go on. The years go by. One by one, they come to knock at your door. You laugh it up. You laugh. You say no. Hey, 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 hey look. Come on, like, hey, look at him. And then after you put he's the one, he's the one. Look at even how he's walking. He's walking like a sparrow. You are laughing at people. Not a word has occurred to you to consult your pastor and say that, Brother so-and-so wants to marry me. And the years go by, and the age begins to come. Then, now you begin to look back and remember. Then you see, each time there's a wedding, your heart Your wedding is not being announced. Yeah, because you had no counsel. If David had gone ahead to build this thing without consulting Nathan, he would have built it. It wouldn't have worked out. The temple that Solomon built up till today, you know, they want to build it again. There was nobody rich like Solomon. There was no temple like the temple. It was only Solomon who was anointed specially with the wisdom of God who could build that temple. And God knew that when I want to build my temple, I want Solomon, I want this person to build it, not David, not a blood-shedding uh, warrior. David had a pastor. I said, David had a pastor. And my time in the church, I also have a pastor. Yeah. You see, listen to me. In the flock, eh, there are those that are near the shepherd. You know, when the shepherd is walking, there are those who can always feel their noses, the sheep into the shepherd. You can always feel them around. And there are those that we there, we are at the back. Back benches, driving at the back, peripheral. Even if you die, we won't know. It's very I mean, I want to ask if you die now, will we know? It must be such that if you are missing, we know, immediately know that you are missing. And there are many pastors in the church. At least one of the pastors must know you in a way. Everybody say in a way. We cannot visit everybody. We cannot visit every... That one, we don't attempt to pretend to claim to attempt that we are trying to, in a way, visit everybody. No. You want to start a business... I mean, just to hear that the pastor said, well, we'll just pray for you. Maybe we don't know. You say you, you want to, I mean, go into uh, building a, um, chalets or you want to build houses or you want to do this. Say, Me, I don't know anything about it. I'll just pray for you. That's all. Maybe I say, well, just go ahead. Just, you told us, we just pray. Bless her. Bless him. And uh, then a man comes from America. Now, because he's from New Jersey. Do you know what is in New Jersey? Because he's from New Jersey, a good brother from here says that he will marry you. Who will give you a good life, a better life? You don't look at what somebody has. Oh. Look at a man with bright eyes for future. Everybody say future. future. Archbishop Idahosa said, 
you look for a man with bright eyes for future. Hallelujah. Let's go on. I want to show you something about David, David's pastor. So he was advised not to. You know, let's see verse 4. And it came to pass that that night the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shall thou build me a house to dwell in, where I have not dwelt in a house since then? And it went on and on and on. Verse nine, 8. Now therefore so shall thou say unto my servant, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep to be ruler of my people over Israel. And he went on and he says that I will build it. Verse 12. And when thy days be fulfilled, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and I will set up thy seed after thee. That is Solomon. Which shall proceed out of thy bowels. And I will establish his kingdom. Verse 13. And he shall build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Hallelujah. Now let's go on to chapter 12. And let's see the role of David's pastor in King David's life one more time. Some of you are, you are going to get married. The, the church does not even know about it. You're getting into business. You want to start a church. You want to start a ministry. You believe God has called you. You have pastors who have been here with us for years. Come and see us. Let us pray over you. Go with blessing. Maybe we may even give you money, help you, do something to help you to start. You are just doing it. Verse 12. Now, chapter 12. Verse 26. When the wife, okay, verse chapter 11, verse 26. It says, when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband. This is Bathsheba. Verse 27. But when the, when the morning was passed, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife. This is Bathsheba. How many know the story of Bathsheba? You know it. All right. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. <laughs> Chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a lot of flocks and heads. The poor man had one little one. Verse 4. There came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take off his own flock and of his own hair to dress for the wayfaring man, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to visit him. David's anger was greatly kindled, and he said, and he said, as the Lord liveth, that man that has done this thing shall surely die. <laughs> he God. Verse 6. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and he had no pity. Verse 7. And Nathan said to David, You are that man. Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have given unto thee such and such things. Look, let me tell you a little secret here. God is saying here that he would have given Bathsheba to David as his wife. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? God is saying, I would have given Bathsheba to you as your wife. God himself could have let Uriah die if that was what he wanted. God said, I have not kept anything from you and I could have given you such and such things. After God has worked out so many things, people have died for David to be king. Can somebody else not die for David to have an extra wife? 
You are looking at me. Hallelujah. Now, verse 10. Now therefore the man of God was speaking. The sword shall never depart from thy house. Because thou hast despised me and taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house. And I will take thy wives from before thy eyes and give them unto thy neighbor. And he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. For thou did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel. Verse 13. And David said unto Nathan, What proof hast thou that I killed Uriah the Hittite? For the Lord has not shown this thing unto thee, but thou seest a dream by night that cometh not to pass. Hey, over there in your, your pink shirt, you are looking for... It's verse... Verse 13. <laughs> and David said, What proof hast thou that I didst such a thing? David said, I have not done this, for it was a true divine accident that Uriah died. What did David say? I have sinned. Didn't say anything. Look, I mean, just compare this guy with Saul. He didn't talk. He said, I've sinned. I'm wrong. End of story. You see, these are the difference in the church members. Some of them, you call them to the office, you ask them, say, my sister, you have been living in sin. Pastor, no. Please, no. Meanwhile, we can see you eating the mangoes by the street. When you see somebody eating mango by the street and you call and say, I saw you eating mango, you say, I, I, I didn't eat the mango. And you tell the person and the person says, no. No. Immediately, do you know what happens? It blocks any further ministration, any further counseling, any further entrance of the Spirit of God or the Word of God to the man of God. It ends it all there. Can you not see that? As soon as you stop being open, look, even the, the boldness for Nathan to be able to come to David. Even that David was some way. You know, he was a, he was a type who was open to the man, for, for the man of God to be able to say certain things. Look, there are certain people in this church, if you are doing something, we, won't, we can't talk and we won't talk because we are wise. If this one had been Saul, do you know, one day, Saul went to a certain place where David had been, he was chasing Saul, and David had been there, David had come to eat some of the bread there, and the people were not telling him where David was. Do you know that Saul killed all the people? He killed all the priests. He killed them all. There's a man who killed priests. <laughs> David was a man who respected them. The way Saul was, even a witch was afraid to, to give him revelation. The witch of Endor was afraid that if she tells Saul the ministration, she ministers to Saul these witchcraft things, she was afraid that Saul would kill her. You see, the way you are, look, where are the people who own the donkeys today, who we can send and say, go and tell, I'll send Jokumi, go and tell uh, but I'll, I'll send somebody who works in the church office. I'll say, brother so-and-so, Pastor Steve, Pastor Yuku, go and tell Mr. Abebrese that we need his car. 
Where are they? Where are the donkey owners today? Do you remember Jesus says, go and say, they say, ass, he knew the specific donkey. The specific ass, it was there. And he said, go and tell them that the Lord needs it. And just take it. If you ask me any question, tell them that I sent you and I say I need it. You know, the church, when you're in the church for some time now, then they want to come and take your things that you have in the house. <laughs> they are coming for everything now. We come to the church, we give offering. Now they say they are coming for our things. <laughs> yeah. Where are the people that the man of God will be confident and come to your house and say, Brother so and so, this is the condition with you. And you will not be annoyed and say, What? The, I mean, what, what nonsense? I remember a certain lady was being ministered to by a pastor, not a pastor of this other church. She was, they were so angry after they said that. I mean, if he was a man of God, he would have known that this and that. And what I said, and I hear that he, went, he takes his wife to the swimming pool and he does this and he does that. And they were so angry and they talked and talked and talked. Hey, because the pastor has come to see something. Hey, will, will, we not, will we not be afraid to come and talk? We are afraid. We are afraid of you. How you are? We are afraid. <laughs> we shall stay in the church office. We are afraid of you. Because if we say you, we say you won't come to church again. And when you don't come to church, we can't help you. Because as you are sitting here, we are ministering to you. You are being, you are being blessed. But David was not like that. Notice. Where are those people? You know, I want to ask, where are those people? All of you upstairs, where are the people? We can come and say, we need a chair in your house. We need a chair in your house. Bring them to come and put on the stage. Don't bring your chair. We don't want it. But I'm telling you, if we, where are those people today? The Lord needs this. People who the pastors have a certain confidence with. You know, I think I can say that about Jokumi. I can, t- I can go to Jokumi and tell her, all the iron rods in your shop, carry them to the church. And I, I, I wouldn't feel worried. Yeah. It's true. I can say that about Jokumi. I can tell him, go and bring all the iron rods. We don't have money. Just bring it right now. Send somebody and you, you release everything. Of course, because we've been paying him in the end. <laughs> but I, I can have that. And I, even if we don't pay him, I, he, I mean, there's that sort of relay. Maybe Jesus was just loaning the donkey for a while. He'll return it. But there are some people that you are afraid even to speak. David said, I have sinned. I'm wrong. Listen to me, I'll tell you something. When you are open and you can be helped. There's a, a lady I remember, she sat in our office. I said, I said to her, you are, you are being involved in adultery. She said, no. She said, Pastor, I've never slept with anybody. I said, look, you are, you are involved in, are you sure? Pastor, no. When you see their face, so it doesn't know. Today, I don't want to tell you where she is. Because if I tell you where she is and I mention names, who you know, the roads that she's passing, this is the same. But if she, if she had said it's true, you know, at that moment, Something good could have started. We could have been able to minister to her. But when a man says no, when a man behaves like Saul, but when you are like David, look at David. David, did, David's sin is worse than anything you may ever. I don't, 
I know people commit adultery, but I don't know of people who kill. Well, a few, but not many. If you kill, you are some way. But David is still a man after God's heart, after all that he did. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me loud and clear? None of us is perfect. You, eh, if you are perfect, lift up your hand in the choir. If you are all the perfect ones, lift up your hand. Those who are not perfect in the choir, lift up your hands. All imperfect people in the choir. And the church members and the pastors, none of us is perfect. We are not perfect. We don't claim to be perfect. We don't claim to be perfect at all. We are not perfect. And we are not perfect pastors and you are not a perfect church member. But if we have David's heart, we can still go on with the Lord. Let's stand on our feet. Speak to God in a moment. David had a pastor. You need a pastor. You need to be open. You need to receive. You need to be the type who can be approached. Hallelujah. Just speak to God in a moment quickly. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Speak to God quickly in a moment. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tell God you want to be you want to be like that man who owned the donkey, whom the Lord sent his disciples. Go and tell the man that we need his donkey. Tell the Lord you want to be that type who can be approached. The pastor will not be afraid to tell you even when you are wrong. There are some people that sit in their wrong, in their error, in their mistake. Nobody can say, nobody can talk. But because they, David had approached the pastor earlier on, they, the pastor had the confidence to come on his own accord this time. Speak to God. Take that stubborn heart from me. Take that thing that never says sorry, that never says I'm wrong, that never says it's my fault. That stubborn thing, let it come out of us. And let us be replaced with a heart that is after the man of the man who is after God's heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Mando Glory be to God in the highest. Oh yes, Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand, let me just pray with you. Father, I pray for your people that indeed they shall have a heart that is open to receive. A heart that is ready to accept what you say. A heart that is ready to receive from your men of God whom you send. I bless you, Lord Jesus, for your people. Let them be men that will be faithful with little and grow to be men with mighty and many things that you bless them with. Help us not to be afraid of small things. Help us to be confident, Lord, as we move on in your will. In the name of Jesus. Please put down your hand, every head bowed, every eye closed. You are here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, but I, I want to just pray for you. You want to be born again. Maybe somebody invited you to church. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. You want to know Jesus as your personal Savior today. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Lift it up high. Maybe somebody invited you, but you know deep down in your heart that you are not born again. Be like David. When it's you, just say it's true. I am a poor. I know it's me. Lift up your right hand. Say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me before I leave this place today. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. 
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you that have lifted up your hand, God is blessing you. Lift it up. You want to join them? Lift up your right hand right now. You want to know Jesus as your Savior? Upstairs, wherever you are. God bless. Those of you that have lifted your hand, please come to the front quickly. Come right to me where, from where you are. Just come right here. Very quickly, please. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.